and welcome back to the Kickin' Post podcast for episode, I think it's 18, not really sure, uh, with your host Otto DeVries and Amal Thompson, and we're going to hop right into it. Uh, we're going to start with the Bucks and Suns recap for the first two games. Uh, the Suns lead the series 2-0. to zero. Mm-hmm. Amal, I'm sure you have plenty to say, um, oh, yeah. but we'll start with game one. I did not get to watch game one, so um, please inform me what it was like. Please inform you what it was like. All right, so um, there's a couple a couple things I pulled out of the first game. I definitely was not a fan of the free throw disparity. Um, Suns got 25. Well, actually got 26 attempts, not not 25 of them. A lot of ticky tack fouls, a lot of fouls that were drawn by Booker and um, Chris Paul specifically, where you could you could call a few questionable. And um, the Bucks only, I think, ended up with nine attempts for the whole game. And based on the type of player Giannis is and how he was driving, I find that a little bit off that it was only nine free throws. Not trying to play the referee card, but felt like they were definitely trying to swall- play the referee card. Not gonna hold you. I, I feel like they were swallowing the whistle on a lot of the Bucks drives, which also happened in game two. But I digress. We'll stay on game one for now. Um, Devin Booker had a pretty rough shooting night. And due to the free throws, he was able to finish out with a pretty good stat line. Um, I'm really concerned about how the Bucks adjust in-game to whatever is taking place. There seems to be a lack of adjustment. And unfortunately, it feels like with Giannis joining the fold, rejoining the fold off the injury, that Drew Holiday has regressed into a role where he no longer knows how to play offense. And that is sad to see because he was playing quite aggressively in that Atlanta series and he has not been able to be anywhere close to that type of player in the final so far. The statistic that dropped after the first half of the second game was out of 28 shots, Drew Holiday had missed 21 of them. That's pretty impressive. That, yeah, that, that's not winning basketball. Um, Chris Middleton has turned into... Chris Kuzma, I don't understand how he just magically forgets how to play offense for very long stretches in the game. Um, I watched a clip of Mike Budenholzer telling these players to go out there and be free and play random and have fun. I don't know what type of coaching scheme that is, but I don't want any of it. To it's be honest, one, got you out to the final. You better chill out with that. Um, I don't like the fact that Giannis on a week off of hyperextending his knee is the only guy playing with any type of passion or like drive to be like oh yeah we were supposed to try to steal one of these games everybody else just seemed very complacent um the suns others are showing up while the bucks don't have any others i miss dante yeah, divincenzo um he's a bum I, I miss him Bryn Forbes decided to show up for one game in the Miami series and now is lost. I think I saw his face on a milk carton recently. Um, Somebody please help me find him because I miss him very much. Um, PJ Tucker looks like me in the paint trying to play offense. He should stay out. He should stay out in on the three point line. I'm just, we're, we're, I, you know what? I just got a lot. I'm just going, I'm just going to say how it is. I'm, I'm, I'm blending the games at this point, right? Shit. Then I'll take over real quick because I got some shit to say. Oh gosh. Fucking true holiday. Oh gosh. You know he was like whatever. You're saying he's not aggressive. Whoever told him to be aggressive again should die. 
Not oh done, gosh. Like, oh they gosh. Should be, they should be fired. Okay. Because this whoever told him to shoot twenty one shots, especially like what what thirteen in the first half, that can't happen. But did you, you watch be, the game? Yeah, I, I watched game. I watched okay. all game too. And about that to boy, say, he was, was blowing layups. layups. Like he was that blowing was, layups. That boy smoked more layups than you playing one on one. That's what I'm saying. Twenty one, like, like twenty one shots. You're you're definitely making it seem like he was pulling from three. I think he had like three three point attempts or some sh- like that. And, Bro, and I get I get being aggressive, and it was working layups. for the team in the beginning. But when you're one for eight, like yo, hey, honest, you're actually a, a lot better at driving than me. So why don't you do it? Or like, let's just do a pick and roll, and I'll attack the basket. Maybe get a better look for myself instead of just driving at Chris Paul, spinning and like throwing up a wild layup. Like, I get you're trying to take uh, advantage of a mismatch, a height mismatch, and a size mismatch. But if you're not making the shot, then stop taking the shot. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Middleton terrible in game two. Shot yeah. really well in game one. He had like 29 points, I think. Shot like 49% from the field, 45% from three. Like, I, I and I bet on him too. That motherfucker. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, you know that's that's honestly why I'm really mad at the Bucks because I keep betting on these players to perform, yeah, and I uh, didn't bet on Giannis to perform because, because I was like, he's ah, hurt. Maybe still hurt, but not yeah. that boy. Not hurt no more. <laughs> nah, not at all. Literally. <sighs> I've never been as popular in my entire life as I have been since proclaiming Bucks and Six. I get text messages, sun emojis, voice messages. My managers walk past me, Suns and Four. Wine vendor, random wine vendor walks past me. Bucks ain't going to do it. So much hate for my team. So much people on my head. And I'm just like, man, my boys are going to pull it through for me and they're going to perform. But when I watch, you don't know the half of it, though, buddy. But when, but when I watch the first ten minutes of the game, where they're taking advantage of the paint, they're being super aggressive. And also, side note, in ten minutes of basketball, with everything being in the paint, you're telling me they drew no fouls that entire time? None. I was watching the game and I was like, so we're not gonna blow a whistle on that end one, or we're not gonna blow a whistle on that. Foul when they when we went up for the offensive rebound and got cleared out. We're not going to talk about in game one or game two? in game in game two, right? Because really? I feel like it was kind of the opposite. I mean, the Bucks didn't commit a foul until like uh, eight, like the eight minute mark in the second quarter. So. Yeah, but I'm saying like we drew no fouls and all our stuff yeah, was in the paint. You, it's hard to draw I fouls on three point shots. Ended, you guys hard. ended. Uh, yeah, but I mean they were driving a bit like. In the, in the second quarter. I'm saying in the, the first quarter. half, the Suns went like four for eight from three or something or made quite a few threes in the first quarter. So they weren't in any position to draw fouls. All or shots were pretty much from within the paint or closer. There were like two three-point attempts, and we drew like no fouls the entire first quarter. I don't really see how that's possible with Giannis playing. But they kind of rectified that in the second half. Giannis was shooting a crap ton of free throws. But I, I, yeah, I go back to this. doubled their free throws. Yeah, yeah. I go back to this, right? Game three is, of course, a deciding game. There's no way we come back in the series without game three. Game three is a loss, series over, right? 
I am yet to see Drew Holiday show up. That's part of where my apprehension to call the series over comes from because we haven't seen Drew Holiday yet. And he is a big part of the the structure of this team and, and especially on the offensive side um, to come through. I don't like how much they've pushed on Giannis to perform off of this injury this quickly and the minutes he has to play just to keep us in the game and every time he goes off the court, the Suns make a run. Um, Devin Booker and Chris Paul gives buckets at the needed time, at the right time. It's like every time we start making a run, there's a dagger from one of those two guys coming. It's like clockwork. Chris Middleton, I need that Atlanta Hawks 20 points in a quarter Chris Middleton back. I just I just don't know where he went. And the others, I just, just give me a little bit of something. Trash, bro. I gotta say he's trash at like halftime and he'll just snap. Yeah, you pretty much. If you if you call him garbage, he'll he'll go crazy. Um, Brooke Lopez is, has still been doing his thing. It's not, of course, it's not to the same effect because he can't be in the paint when Giannis is on the floor. So that whole thing is is a bit of a uh, mess up, in my opinion, in terms of scheme. And also, it's harder to put him against an Aiton than it is to put him against whoever is filling in for Capella in, in Atlanta at the time. So, I don't know. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't demoralized by the performances that I saw in the first two games and the coaching scheme and the and the rotations and the the times he decides to pull you on the side of the game but that they did what they were supposed to do Phoenix was supposed to cover home court they did that now if Phoenix steals one in Milwaukee which I feel like there's no way they don't they're gonna leave with one of them that's when the series really gets dangerous I'm still riding right now with Bucks and six, but we gotta steal game three and see how we could bring momentum into game four. Uh, I, I'm pretty confident. Uh, Giannis just has to play every minute of every game from this point on. And, <laughs> Bro, but he, um, on that knee, it's so crazy to think that we're gonna have to put him out there like that. Well, yeah, I mean, if he's the only one being offensively efficient, despite not shooting well from the free throw line, but. Can we also get into the fact that this man is hell-bent on shooting threes? Hell-bent hey, on shot, shooting threes. That boy shot a better percentage than Middleton, so... Okay, I hear that, but I don't... Don't build the defense out. Like, that's not your shot. He shot a better percentage than uh, Brent Forbes as well. Again, still don't build the defense out. That's not your shot. That's my opinion of it. He, like, he sprinkle hit, one or two nice in there. Pull up. He went like one for six? Bro, that's one not your five. shot. Golly. Every time he does it, it's like it churns my stomach. I don't, I don't want to see that. Keep I driving like downhill. Keep driving downhill. For some reason, Aiden cannot stop him in the paint. It's because Aiden's a little boy. And they he, kept sending his stuff to Drew Holiday. Either. You're, you're right. Lucky Zubak got hurt. <laughs> oh my gosh, we're, we're coming back to the clips. <laughs> hey, uh, if y'all don't win at least two games, y'all trash. Oh, is that what you're saying? We y'all did it trash. Without Kawhi. Um, we won two games without Kawhi, bro. Well, I think we're I mean, going to we, win four games, so I'm not so. worried about it. So, Yeah, I um, thought we were going to win four games too, buddy. Okay, all I got to say about the situation is I need some guys to step up on the offensive side and please learn to, to rotate on these guys' threes. You guys stop them from getting in the paint just to allow them to make 20 threes in the game. What's the point? What's the point? 
some some defensive adjustments need to be made when you see people getting hot from three or you see that your initial plan worked but the the plan b is going crazier than what plan a would have been i'll just start just giving them the pain points to be honest because these guys are just hitting from three and there's just no there's no rotation you're just letting them do what they want to do on the three-point line and that's yeah, not y'all just sorry a defense to be honest yeah no, no, you know Game y'all should, should really trade for Pat Bev. Game, oh my gosh. Now nah, y'all good. So y'all can, can keep so him. So we can pay Reggie. Game I mean, three is on he, Sunday. So we'll see that how that That boy was locking up Booker though. So no, no cap. His defense is nice. Yeah, his defense is nice. But I'm not. Game one, we didn't even lock Booker up. But he had a bad game. What we did was apparently fouled him on literally every attempt that he missed. He went six for 21, but ended with like 25 points. How is that possible? One of what I I actually love about Booker, like his mid range, like is obviously like god tier, but he had like a specific play that he he shot a jumper, mm-hmm. and then like uh, y'all didn't like box out or like and he caught the even he caught the rebound, the rebound and kicked it to Mikael Bridges. He, no, he he put it back up. Like oh. he shot another uh, like a little five footer. Oh. I'm like that boy is so nasty. I'm like I already knew he made it. Like there's no way he's missing yeah. it twice from basically the same spot. You're right. And then I, another one, he cooked ahead. Buddy going left, and then uh, like just banked it. Like who yeah. uses the glass there? Are you are you Tim Duncan? Do I? <laughs> are you Tim yeah, Duncan? Bro, all I gotta say is, if if I was to pull myself out of the series and just be a neutral fan, the offense that Booker and Chris Paul are displaying, and especially for some stretches, there were some stretches where we would cut it to six, and Chris Paul would come down the court and just mid-range next next position mid-range next position right into the right into the paint over the trees easy buckets and i'm just looking at it like dude no matter what we do no matter how close we get they have an answer every single time and that mikhail bridges trade they made and the cam johnson drafting that people kind of questioned them on because they said it was too high those guys are showing out in the big moments yeah, Cam Johnson is fucking disgusting, bro. Like, yeah. Every time he shoots, I'm like, that boy not missing. Exactly. Like, Jay Crowder, I'm like, eh, it's like a, I don't really know if he's going to make it or not. Like, Cam Johnson, I would just be like, all right, that's three points. That's and the he's thing. always open. Like, he's just chilling. Exactly. Campaign comes on the floor, he can't be stopped in the paint, no matter who he plays. Like, this man used to just be a dancer on OKC. Legit. No, nah, he, he just wrestles dance been, partner. He ain't been like the, uh, the like the X factor like for this series though. No, but whenever he comes like, on, they guard him like he still is, right? He comes yeah. on the court, they immediately double team him off the pick and roll. He kicks the cam, that's an automatic three, right? But when he gets in the paint, he's not missing. That's what I've yeah. noticed too. It doesn't matter. Like the reason they have to do that because they know when he gets in the paint, he's crafty enough. He's always getting a bucket in the paint every time, right? I just think everything's clicking for them. Also. They have the record right now for the best free throw percentage shooting team in playoff history. The team as a total is shooting like 87.5% from free throw line. That's unheard of. That's insane. That's because Devin Booker and Chris Paul take most of their free throws. I mean, yeah, but Mikael Bridges closed out the game for them yesterday. Campaign doesn't miss his free throws. Aiton's a good free throw shooting big man, right? Cam Johnson's a shooter. It's not like it's just them. Other guys get fouled too. 87.5 is a team... That's crazy. That's insane. But I feel like I feel like if we look in depth, I mean, uh, it was a stat that you put up uh, when the Clippers were playing the Suns. 
Devin mm-hmm. Booker had missed one free throw the entire playoffs, and he took like forty-five. So, I mean, it's, I'm it's just quite saying a bit. it's it's easy to bring that percentage down if you if your others don't make free throws. That's what I'm saying. Like, if okay, his other guys are getting three free throws a game, four free throws a game. Instead of going one for three, one for four, two for four, they're going four for four, three for three, two for three. Like that's big, right? So that's all I'm saying, right? Everything's clicking for them well at this point in time. I don't know what adjustments we'll make going into game three. There, there is a lot that does need to be done, but. Right now, I'm not feeling too confident in Mike Budenholzer and how he plans to scheme against the Suns team going into Game 3. But we need it. We need Game 3, without a doubt. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. We, we, we need that game. So, we'll see how it turns out. I heard you guys hired an um, interim assistant coach. Uh, his name's like... I uh, can't think of anything clever. It's going to make a tightly joke. No, you're trying to be funny. Yeah, it just didn't happen though. I mean, I saw somebody said the only um, the only way we have a chance to come back from 2-0, and it was a Photoshop picture of Paul George and Kawhi in Bucks jerseys, and I was like, ah. Yeah, you guys made a signing. Yeah, like of, we of George Paul and and Leonard Co- and Leonard Bowie or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I don't know, man. It it definitely sucked the light up, life out of me to watch those first two games. Um, and just, you know, when everything's clicking for Giannis and nobody can step up, like we couldn't get within 10 in the last like quarter and a half. And that's with Giannis putting up 20 in the third. Couldn't cut it under 10. Right. So I don't know. Another stat. Suns are 13 and 0 now. As soon as they go up by double digits in the playoffs, they're 13 and 0. Booker and Chris Paul ain't letting them give up double digit leads. So that's another thing to compete with. Eh. Fuck them. Oh, yeah? That's your stance? Yeah. I still don't think they're that good, but that's just me. I think they're a very decent team. Of course, things broke broke right for them this year, as it did for a lot of teams, but there's nowhere they're a bad as in, team. As in them and you guys? Is that what you're talking about? A lot of teams made runs into the playoffs that people didn't think they were going to make, right? So. Well, I'm saying broke well as in, like, they played two teams that were favored in the West. Yeah. Beat both of them with injured stars. You yeah. guys played the favorite in the East yeah. with an, two injured stars. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what I'm saying. When, like, I, I know you guys won two games or whatever without Giannis, which is uh, commendable. But, I mean, you guys were playing, the, yeah, also, in my opinion, not very good Hawks. The Hawks are going to be good in, like, three years, two years. Like, but still too young, you know? Yeah, I think one thing we need to keep an eye on, especially for the Hawks, is um, Cam Reddish's progression over over the next couple years. Because if he turns into what he has the potential to turn into, that team is going to yeah, be very Paul dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Man. That's what people be calling it. Like, he, his comparison is Paul George. I was keeping an eye on him from his high school days because, like, they had a video drop on Baller's life. A while back where they interviewed a bunch of guys in high school some of the top prospects it was anthony edwards um i think it was that draft class they interviewed and they're like who's the toughest person you've ever had to play against or guard and like 75 percent of the guys said cam reddish like offensively it was just hard to stop him and i was like if that's able to translate to the nba court and then match him with trey 
it's going to be a problem in the East. But again, you never know how a guy progresses. So we'll see how that right. turns out for him. I feel like uh, they would have been a lot better if he wasn't injured, like going into the playoffs. I mean, they're missing him. They're missing DeAndre Hunter, who's their defensive stopper on the wing. Like, they definitely dealt with their mishaps. Bogdanovich's knee got dinged up, right? So, they dealt with theirs, of course. Clint had a little bit of issues in that Eastern Conference Finals. But I think they run it back next year, and they can get the whole unit playing together. We'll see how it turns out for them. I think they have a bright future. Definitely two or three-year window for for things to progress especially with the contracts they have right now where they don't have to like renew anyone but you know the east is there depending on what the nets do and we, we say the nets dealt with injuries but let's not act like two of the three stars have haven't dealt with injuries a lot in their career especially Kawhi. i'm not Kawhi, Kyrie. so we're, we're like projecting yeah, but like, it, yeah it, they'll be it, good it's but it's not like the one like it, i feel like it the one he suffered is extremely random, you know. Well, well, yeah, but you still add it to the to the list. Like, yeah, it's random, but it's one of many other times now that he's either gone down in the playoffs or not been available. It doesn't really matter how it happens, in my opinion, you know. Like, yeah. it, it's just a part of the game. He he gets injured, and you have to deal with that. You're right. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll have, of course, a, a season prediction in, in a few months when that comes around and stuff. But I think there's a lot of teams in this playoffs that we'll look back two years from now and be like, oh, they're like perennial competitors in the, in the playoffs. It wasn't just a one-off thing. I think if the Suns could talk Chris Paul into taking money, that makes more sense for a 34-year-old point guard. Is it 34 or 36? I think it's 34. 34-year-old point guard. He's 36? 36. Yeah, Yeah, 36-year-old point guard. If they could talk him into taking the right money for that. Yeah, he is. Um, Then they could could be working with something with another year of um, Aiton's progression. And Booker kind of like stepping into his prime. And then a lot of those younger players having that playoff seasoning underneath him. And if they win this championship, who knows, you know? There's a lot. I think there's gonna be a lot of movement in the off season, though. I'm very excited. Yeah, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. Don't get too yeah. excited. Hopefully, yeah, this right game will, this season will go at least six. But if anything's happened, you know, you love to see a game seven finals because that's like truly the the top tier oh, yeah. basketball. But as a Bucks fan, I'd love to see in six Bucks and six. I'd like to see four straight games of just dominance and and, um, the defensive side. But they're not making me feel too good about the situation. They're not making me feel good right now. You win both. You you don't even believe you're going to win both home games. So let me go ahead and tell you how I broke it down to um, somebody at work recently. I told him if we won this game or game two, that um, it was going to be us taking both at home and then the Suns coming back to win game five in their building and then us winning game six at home. Now that the Suns covered both, I feel like we're going to win one. They're going to win one. It's going to be 3-1. We're going to win the next two games and then we're going to win in game seven. That's my Mm. official, like, how I feel like it's going to break down. My ideal 
is Bucks and six, meaning we close both out in Milwaukee, then go win in Phoenix, then come back home and close it out. But how I feel it's going to turn out is they sneak one in Milwaukee. We take game five. We take game six and put the pressure on them in game seven. So. I mean, I hope that happens for you, buddy. I really do. (laughs) But the way I see it is it's going to go like uh, you guys win the next two. They win. You win. You win again. Mm. So a split. Two, one. Two. I got you. I got you. Bucks and seven. Yes, sir. Yeah. But before we can even get into game three, we have to pass Saturday. And Saturday is a very, very big night in the UFC. Mm-hmm. We have the probably one of the most awaited trilogy fights uh, between Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor. And I've been watching the press conferences and interviews with Connor, and that boy is a bitch again. Yeah, same. That boy is talking shit. This man saying your your wife is your husband. That was kind of lame, though. (laughs) It was lame. But Dustin clapped back. He said, "He asked uh, the reporter asked Connor why he's taking this approach to the fight, and then and not being so nice as he was in the second fight." And then Dustin said, it's not McGregor fast. It's McGregor sleep. He got knocked the fuck out. Yeah, he said I knocked his ass out. So what's Connor your, didn't say shit. What's your take on Connor coming back mm. with the tough guy act? Like, realistically, do you, do I you think, buy I it? I think that boy is pissed. I, yeah, I think that okay. boy is pissed off. Okay. He's like, he on one, for sure. Okay. He said, uh, which I believe, too, uh, because I also watched a interview with his uh, coach about the last camp, John Kavanaugh, yeah. I couldn't remember his last name. Um, But he was saying that uh, they did focus a lot on boxing because after that fight, they were going to have Manny Pacquiao. Which, isn't that crazy that this man was overlooking the number one lightweight contender so that he could look into the future into the Manny Pacquiao fight? Like, even when he did the Errol Hawani conference before that second fight against Dustin, he kind of let it slip that the contract was kind of out for him to fight Pacquiao. Like, the fact that he was that confident in overlooking Dustin is kind of crazy when you hadn't won in freaking four years. Outside of the, That's not true. Outside of the Cerrone fight. Outside of the Cerrone fight, which now you go back, everybody's beat Cerrone. So, like... Yeah. That's true. I, I, I dig it, man. You know, I love Connor. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's it's not he didn't even call like for a win. You know, like the Mystic Mac prediction. Yeah. Super heavy, and I think uh, you know he he said he's putting him on a stretcher. He's he's gonna knock his head off, and I believe it. And Dustin even said in the last fight, mm-hmm. he like he he saw White. Yeah, he stunned him. And he didn't Which, follow up. No, he didn't. No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying Connor yeah, didn't follow up yeah, a second strike. I'm agreeing with you. I would have like, put yeah, him away. Like, yeah, no, yeah. he didn't. He didn't follow up. Um, I agree with the fact that Connor does have a new fire lit underneath him. I do not buy the talk right now, really. Or, like, him coming back to being like, oh, yeah, I'm this, I'm this starving lion again. I'm acting like I'm 
back on the sights with the hammer in me hand or whatever he's saying. What I'm more focused on and believing in um <laughs> the ha- yeah the hammer i know in exactly what you're talking about yeah too. yeah i like shit. the accent though i like the accent i dig it right like all i all i see is a guy who knows he will not be setting himself up for bigger fights or to go back in that boxing realm or to to make this ufc pay-per-view return that he usually makes on his fights if he doesn't win this fight if he doesn't win this fight He's, he's getting a lot of, ooh, he's washed. Ooh, he's done. Ooh, he's too rich to fight now. Which he's already been hearing. Well, he's already been, getting that. He already yeah, he, that. he's already... But, like, if you go back-to-back losses to the same dude, especially if it's, like, another finish, it's, it's not only is it out there, but not many people are going to want to tune in again. He needs to come out with an electric performance, something to remind people why he built this huge backing and people enjoyed watching him fight. And I do feel... If they went back to the basics of training MMA, you know, grappling, um, hand movement, head movement, especially being light on your feet, that kind of karate style that Connor would bounce around the, the cage with in his earlier days, the Eddie Alvarez bounce around, the Jose Aldo bounce that he would hit on the balls of his feet instead of just being planted and trying to throw haymakers. If he could go back into that being a lot more full of motion and harder to, to, to pinpoint and just, you know, kind of start laying shots on, I don't see how he doesn't beat Dustin because I think he hits harder. I do think he is more creative with how he approaches with his shots. And um, I feel like if he's able to stuff the takedown and just avoid avoid some of that, that damage to his front leg, it's gonna be a pretty quick night for Dustin. I've, I've, I've taken quite a bit of thought on it because I've been on the fence about him having that drive to fight still but I feel like he understands that to sign the next big check he has to he has to go out there and perform this weekend and I think with his back against the wall he will come out and do that like he has more to lose than Dustin does in this fight no I think well I don't th- I don't believe that either I don't believe uh, if he loses his fight, Connor's still going to make whatever paycheck he wants to make because his name carries regardless. Um, you think if I he mean, gets he knocked lost. out this fight that he'll be able to just go and sign a Manny Pacquiao fight? Or if he's... Or, yeah, or do 100%. You... Oh, my God. Logan, I don't... Logan, Logan Paul signs fights, bro. That's... But we that was a Connor, spectacle Connor because he was gets big. whatever he wants. Connor is the number one paid athlete in the in the world in the world this year you know why that number is, one for that was enough of fighting <laughs> yeah because he didn't have to fight yeah he but sold, his name carries yeah he sold his company and was able to keep you a think piece proper of 12 still? whiskey proper 12 whiskey ain't, ain't big because the whiskey that good obviously it's big but because when, it's, it's connor's connor's whiskey but guess you know? what connor didn't drop proper 12 whiskey after getting knocked out by dustin poirier Connor dropped proper twelve whiskey in the height of his of his professional career when he was two division champ when he was about to fight Mayweather is when he started pushing that whiskey out not after getting mauled by Khabib then disappearing for a while and then smoking throwing and then getting knocked the fuck out by Dustin Poirier I feel no, I like I don't think it matters if, I mean I mean all of those all of his accomplishments were in 2014 yeah so like. It's 2021. It's been seven years, and he hasn't accomplished anything, per se. So, and his company just sold for 
however much millions. Like you said, his name carries weight, but people are still holding on to the faith that he is that guy. You start to lose Connor, a lot of Connor that image. Still the face of the UFC. This is true, but you lose a lot of that image if you get knocked out back to back by Dustin Poirier and you don't look good in the second fight. The first fight, he could say he looked good in the first round. His leg gave out after taking a lot of punishment and he got finished. Fine. If you come out into this fight and say gas out in the third and get knocked out, it's, his name is going to lose a little bit of that shine. I'm not saying he just magically loses all opportunities to make fights. It just won't be the same exact. It won't be the same type of money that he was making fighting usually. I think if he loses, the automatic thing he does is wait to see if Jake Paul knocks out Tyron Woodley and immediately tries to make that fight if he loses. Because I pick Conor McGregor 10 out of 10 times against Jake, right? I think if he wins the fight. a dog, bro. I think if he wins the fight, he immediately goes for the belt um, against our boy um, Oliveira, Charles Oliveira, right? So in my opinion, as a fan of the sport, I want him to win. I want to see him against Oliveira. Um, I want to see him try to get back in the UFC and be active again. Um, But I'm not going to lie, the degenerate in me is kind of like, I want him to get put up against Jake and see how close those odds are because I'm putting money on Conor. For sure. Like right now, right now the odds are like really close against Woodley. Jake's the underdog. Yeah, what? But like. No. Yeah, they had Jake as the underdog, bro. Wow. Which I'm not going to lie. It's tempting. (laughs) It's tempting. I got to double check. Yeah. I'm probably betting on Jake. I'm saying, bro, like. I've watched I'm Woodley get. Listen, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done betting against this man. I'm tired. Of losing <laughs> I'm money. I'm tired. <laughs> you said Jake, I'm Jake's tired. Jake's a certified winner, bro. Undefeated. Okay, Can't wait. Be. The odds have flipped. Jake's Jake's negative one thirty eight now. Yeah. Uh, shit, dude. That's basically a dog. It's yeah, like, and Woodley's plus one hundred. The house. Betting the house. Betting the house on Jake. Everything. Everything. I bet my dog on Jake. Oh my gosh! You'll keep your dog. I, I think the only thing that challenges Jake in that fight is if Woodley's is able. How much money he's gonna make after? Like counting it. That like pushing, looking into the future and being like, okay, after I win this fight, I'm gonna set up against somebody crazy, right? Or if Tyron, that's the one thing. This is the first guy he's fought with like legit knockout power. So if Tyron's able to land a, a clean one. I don't think he's dealt with that before. So that's the problem, right? But I, I have pretty... I'm pretty confident Jake will take it home just based on what I've seen from Tyron in the last five fights. So, you know. That boy ain't got no chin no more. It's not even about the chin. It's just, like, the apprehension to throw, you know? And once he feels that, like, Jake could actually hit a bit, I don't know how aggressive he'll be on the on the front foot trying to throw them overhand rights that he loves to throw. Well, yeah, I mean, well, that's the thing. When he gets knocked out, when he goes crazy, yeah. like, uh, like in that last fight, when the he Vicente Luque fight, yeah, he caught Luque too, but like Jake Paul probably goes down to that shot that Luque took. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is true, so, but also Jake Paul does have a habit of taking a little bit of damage and throwing. Like he takes a hit and he throws as well. Granted, again, it's not guys who hit very hard, so he's able to toy with that a little bit more. But he also he also stays in the pocket when when he gets hit as well. So I don't know. All right. Well, the, 
This what's your what's your prediction? Fuck, fuck what's Paul, your prediction on the Connor? I got the Connor fight. Connor by knockout, first round, clean, take his head clean off. First round. First round. Sheesh! I have Connor by TKO second round. I think he's gonna stop him in the second. Dustin Dustin leaves on a stretcher. I think Dustin just gets Probably stopped not. based on like <laughs> <laughs> you. Yeah, uh, if he puts him out on a stretcher. The, the promo they would do for his next fight would be insane. Well, I, I, got, I got a little bit of a hypothetical to throw out there for you as well. How do you feel about him moving up to fight Kamaru? Mm-mm-mm. That's a really bad matchup. I agree. I don't think he should do it. <laughs> him and That's Dustin a very, keep very bad matchup. Him and Dustin keep talking about fighting like fighting bigger, like fighting at 170. Bro, Dustin, I wouldn't mind it. Bro, leave it alone, bro. Cuz Dustin has a more well-rounded game. He does. But I mean still the size is crazy. But Dustin's but already Connor, a big lightweight. Like Dustin shouldn't really be fighting in that weight class. Right. Um, but Connor, I think it's a it's a bit of a stretch because he's so one dimensional in is terms true. of I can only strike, I can't really wrestle. Could be kind of showed you guys that I can't wrestle. Um, <laughs> so and I mean we we have seen Usman take people to the ground and keep them on the ground for and bully plus minutes. Bully him. But Connor is someone he would I think he would stop just based on his power and. I was about to say, do you Not think Connor's knockout power but... translates to that division? Do you think Connor stays quick on his feet when he swells up to go to that division? I don't know about that one, personally. I think Connor's knockout oh. power shows itself at these lighter weight classes. I think you should leave that division completely alone. I mean, how legendary would it be, though? If he went in and took out Usman, that would be that would be next level. That would be insane. Where does That'd it stop? Like, I'm starting. I'm starting a new whiskey company. Yeah. Proper thirteen, bitch. <laughs> Buy that shit, dude. I'm selling that shit next year too. Don't. Best believe. Bro, what do you do if he goes up and beats Usman? Where does it stop? At that point, if I'm him, I don't defend that belt. I'll, I'll be like, all right, cool. I doubled up. I'm right back down. <laughs> I don't know. He lofty, said, lofty then, dreams to then, set then, for him. Then, then he's gonna go fight. Uh, who's like, or Pacquiao? He'll go fight Pacquiao after. Yeah. He said, "All right, I got my two belts. Time for a super fight." Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's bring exactly me what that happened. money. That's exactly what happened. Which he's smart. Stay to Pacquiao because you don't want to fight any of the young dogs. Leave them out of it. Imagine, imagine like a tank bring versus. Me, imagine like a tank versus McGregor. A tank versus McGregor is over. Oh yeah, give him Canelo. Yeah. Canelo would yeah, not, push his nose through the he, back of his skull, probably. <laughs> nah, he'd sleep him, bro. I swear. He'd sleep Canelo. Yeah, no doubt. All right. Um, Con- so on that note, <laughs> on that note, on that uh, on that note, that's the main event. But the, the fight before the main event, Gilbert Burns, Stephen Thompson, very close matchup, very stylistically different. Oh yeah. Who do you have there? We got Karate Kid versus Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Dude, Stephen Thompson's just such a nice dude. I like. He's I just, so nice. He's about to get lit up. Dude, I just love watching how this man like approaches the game, even when he takes a loss. It's crazy. I don't think he loses this fight. You, you like how he dances around the ring until he gets a decision? Yeah, it's super cool, man. I think 
I think you're I think you're you're approaching this a little bit from the from the standpoint that like this man is a, this man is an elite striker, Otto. He's he's a, he's an elite striker. He doesn't have the power you of like a Burns. Up, no, that's what I'm saying. He doesn't have the power or anything, but he's a tactician, right? So I like I four like I like his style. Five, four of his last five have been decisions. This is true. The one that wasn't a decision, he got knocked the fuck out. That's the difference between him and like a Izzy. Like he doesn't come like he's not as accurate and powerful as Izzy. So the shots that he comes in, he mixes it up with. It's not gonna put you out, but it's gonna frustrate you, and you're gonna have a long night fighting him. Right, and he could definitely do some damage, but he's not gonna put you out. I think that could be very frustrating for Gilbert Burns. I might be clouded by me just liking Stephen Thompson as, as a guy, as a fighter. Oh, I, but, I love Stephen Thompson as a but guy. But I'm taking I'm taking Stephen Thompson by decision. I think I'm taking Gilbert Burns by TKO. And if yeah, if Gilbert Burns wins, psych. I got Gilbert Burns by submission. Really? Let me check the odds on that shit. Speaking of this weekend is whew, I'm I saw something now. I might have to load up the Bavada account a little bit because you got the Euro final, you got the Copa America final, and you got this card all mixed into I think the same day. Ooh. The parlays could be crazy. What's wild is the fight I'm most excited about isn't either of those. I wanna see Ryan Hall fight. Yeah, I am so excited to see Ryan Hall fight. Who's he fighting? Some bum. You think he's gonna put him away pretty handily? He's gonna submit him. Yeah. He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna roll into the into a fifty fifty position and then he'll hook him. That's his specialty. Oh wait, you said some bum. You were tweaking. This man is ten and zero. Yeah. So who's he fought? He's a bum. Who's I gotta see. I, I I'm, I'm checking right now. I'm looking at the last. I'm looking at his last five. Couldn't name a single person. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Eight of his fights were in Brave something, which is a different promotion. So bum. I've heard of him. Just wait. I've heard of him. Ryan, Ryan Hall got hurt, and when he came back, nobody would accept a fight with him because they know what he's about. You know that he's he's a ground specialist. That boy's nasty. Hey, man. Give me your parlay for the weekend. That's what I want to hear. I don't have one. All right. I got you on one. You want my picks or something? This is my parlay for the weekend right now. I'm going to see if I can load it. I mean, like, what sports do you want? You know, because, you know, I'd be rocking with baseball and stuff. I'm giving you, um, I want Euros, Copa America, and then this card. Italy, um, Brazil, Connor, uh, Ryan Hall, and then uh, what's his name? Gilbert Burns. Excuse me. Sorry. All right. Let me see if I can get these odds up on Bovada until oh, you get and, what uh, the payouts are. My big boy, my big big man, Sean O'Malley. Don't forget about him, because that boy. <laughs> his fight didn't get sleep. canceled. No, he. There's a stand-in. He's a minus nine hundred favorite. Oh my gosh, it's not even worth throwing him in a parlay. But okay, we'll do it yeah, just for you, you. You do, you do. Sean O'Malley wins by KO, TKO, or DQ, which is minus three seventy-five. 
I don't know if I, I can compare it. How do you feel about Greg Hardy versus Tua Vasa? I think Tua Vasa walks through him. I think Greg Hardy's a bomb as well. So. Yeah. Okay, I'm 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 throwing your parlay up real quick. Ryan Hall's plus one ninety. Talk to me. What's plus one ninety? Ryan Hall. They're sleeping. That's I have it? it up. You just. I, I'll tell you what it is. I'm out here adding them up already. What are you talking about, bro? I already got it done, bro. Okay, so what it is with all the with all your picks? It is. Why is it doing it like that? I don't want round robin. Give me, give me the final. Why is it doing it like that? Hold on. Okay, so your picks are plus four thousand five eighty four. If you were to do it that way, and that would pay out a ten dollar bet would pay out three hundred and sixty eight dollars. If you go oh, Italy, God, that's why. Brazil. Sean O'Malley by KOTKRDQ, Gilbert Burns, and Conor McGregor. I didn't even throw Ryan Hall in there. Let me add Ryan Hall. Yeah, mine is, it's a uh, 1, 2, and 92. 0.56. Sheesh. That's interesting, but that's yeah, a lot. That's oh, not, wait. That's not even with O'Malley. Nico Price is fighting on this card, too? Oh, yeah. my gosh, I didn't dude. want to talk about it. Because when I pick Nico Price and then he gets knocked out, I just it's just not good. He is fighting somebody who's dangerous. And one who else is dangerous? <laughs> Fucking Nico Price, baby. I love Nico Price, man. I'm definitely I'm definitely throwing something on the Bovada account this weekend because I definitely want to make a crazy parlay. Um, mine is I'm definitely rocking with it's coming home. It's gonna be England. I like Brazil. Ooh. I like I like Connor. I like yeah, they cheated. That's the only way they got through. Okay, be mad about it, but it's coming home. Um, I like Connor. I like Ryan Hall. They really, they really did cheat though. What with the dive? Huh? With the dive? No. Or are you talking about the fans with the laser? Fan with the laser, bro. He stopped cheat. it on the. He stopped it on that though. Like the fans didn't laser the ball off the rebound. He stopped the. Nah, he stopped. He would have. He would have. He would have. He would have held on to the ball. Oh, I That's bet. What I'm saying. Oh, I know, yeah, man. bro. That's it. Definitely a big weekend in sports, though. Um, interested to see how the Connor fight shakes out. I think that's that. I don't care what you say, honestly, about it not deciding what he could do in the future. I think he's he's pretty much gonna write the UFC off if he loses to Dustin. He'll do fights and other things, but I don't think he could come back to the UFC and be like, "Oh yeah, I'm the boogeyman" or anything like that. He's not that guy anymore. If he loses to Dustin, like convincingly. Trust me, guy. You're not that pal. You're not that guy, Paul. Yeah, he's not that guy if he loses to dust if he loses to Dustin convincingly. So we'll see how it turns out at the end of the day. We will see, won't we? Mm-hmm. It's coming home. That's all I gotta you say. You wanna talk about it? You wanna talk about it? Let's talk about it. I mean we we don't even really talk soccer here, but I, I know. It's been it's been a minute, them, but I've been I've been rocking the, with England. Them though. boys be struggling. What? Like they should have they should have rolled boys? Denmark. I mean every yeah. everybody's been struggling in the Euros. If you think about oh, it. No. There's been a lot of games that have been way too close, like are way closer than they should have been. 
I mean, I think Italy should have lost to Spain, but I think Spain would dominate England. So, do you think um, so? Italy beat Belgium, even though they had without Hazard, but whatever. Yeah. And Austria took him to extra time, but other than that, what is it? Three zero, three zero, one zero, two one, and they two one, one one with pens, one on pens. The thing is, like. They haven't lost a game in, what is it, like 35 games or something like that? Unbeaten in 35 games? That is true. And for a while, they were carrying a clean sheet record, too. England known for choking finals. Not even making it to the final, actually. So, I don't know. So, that's your decision? I just feel like, personally, I feel like Raheem Sterling has been playing very well. Um, if, they're, if they're able to penetrate the back line, like it's Italy's pretty elite defensive back line with speed and just accuracy, I think they should throw Marcus Rashford more minutes this game. Um, Probably not. Definitely I would, not. I would really, that'd be wild. I just, it's just a feeling in my gut, man. It's finally coming home. It's finally coming home. <sighs> But you know what's the negative side? You know what's the negative side? What's that? If it does, I'm going to have to hear them talk about, ooh, in Qatar, it's ours. It's going to be ours. It's like, no. When the rest of the world gets involved, no. I do not think so. I think in the hot take, I think England, does depending on which group they end up, doesn't make it out of the group stages in, in Qatar. Based off what exactly? Who they get matched up with in their group. I have to see the oh. group first. But I feel like they'll choke the group stages. If they win the Euros, they'll choke the group stages in the World Cup. That is my yeah, prediction. You're crazy, dog. You're that is crazy. my prediction. I will take what, what 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 odds? What odds? What odds? I'll I'm not betting you. I've lost enough money on the playoffs this year. No more bets. Well, the the thing is, it wouldn't even matter because our bet would be void because Italy's winning it. Oh yeah. So it's all good. I don't know, man. Load up the Bovada accounts if you're listening. I'm joking. I'm not promoting no sports betting, <laughs> but it's a fun weekend. Yeah, don't ruin in. your life. <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, snap. <laughs> you said don't ruin your life. Hey, game responsibly. That's what I'll say. Game responsibly. But yeah, man. Mystic Mac is back. Is that is that your is that what we're going to close it out? Mystic Mac is Final. back. I'm surprised we yes, both took them, to be honest. I was I was wavering on it quite a bit. I figured I'd rock with Dustin because he's been more active. But the more I think about it, I'm like, there's no way this man goes out there and disappoints again. I just I just can't see it. You know, I love I love Dustin. And I love the fighter that he is, and he's super super respectful. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I hate like he's fighting anybody else. I'm definitely rooting for him. Like if he beats Connor and fights Oliveira, I'll be rooting for Dustin. Yeah. Um. Tried and true, uh, company man as well. Yeah, very much so. Does a lot of charity, like actually cares about his charity, like talks about it all the time. Mm-hmm. Super great guy, but for the show, you know, I'm always about Connor. You know, speak it into existence type shit. I just think it's a lot more exciting um, organization when he is at the forefront, you know? Like, even though we know John yeah. Bones Jones is, like, one of the most talented martial artists that's ever been in that promotion, he doesn't he doesn't draw me as much as, as a Connor does. 
I just feel like he's a very really, exciting I watch every fighter. John fight. I love watching John. Fight. I'm not saying John is a bad fighter. I'm just saying like I love when John wins decisions he shouldn't win. Nothing makes me happy. <laughs> I'm just saying there's like electricity when Connor's on form and performing. That's all. And I feel like the recent version of John has not been close to that early John. Spinning elbows John. Like that John was very similar to Connor McGregor in terms of like making me excited for a fight. But, you know. Side note, side note. We had we hadn't recorded in the span of time where this happened. But in Ganu for them forcing an interim heavyweight fight on us because Ngannou's not ready to defend yet. How do you feel about that? Because I, I I'm very annoyed that they're just like, oh yeah, let's keep pushing the Cyril Gane guy because he's had a couple good performances and we want to keep making money, right? Instead of like respecting the fact that this man just, he of course it was a knockout. He didn't really like get much damage in that fight, so he should be ready to defend pretty quickly. But to immediately, has it even been six months yet since he's beat Miocic for you guys to be like, oh yeah. No, I think that was in February. Exactly. You guys don't even give him six months to hold the belt outright. You guys are going to throw in a Derek Lewis Ghana interim fight just because money. Oh, it was in March. Exactly. Basically April. I knew it wasn't that late. Right? um, So hurt right now. Because it's annoying, bro. It was cool to see him finally get that moment. And then they're no, just like, annoying, bro. they're just like, uh, because he's not ready to, he's not submitting to our demands. Here's an interim fight. They let guys like Robert Whitaker hold the belt for a year. They let Khabib <laughs> hold the belt for a year and a half. <laughs> exactly, bro. Like y'all are tweaking. And after this, man, nah, not a year and a half, but like a little bit more than six months. This man retired, and, and y'all like, still let him hold the belt. This man's like, I'm retired. Exactly, and you let him hold the but, belt. But uh, Henry Cejudo, uh, yeah, I'm retiring from the sport. All right, uh, this title fight next week. And exactly. The week after that, another title fight. Exactly. Boom. Huge money. Exactly. And Ngannou is a very exciting fighter. It's not like it's a, a guy that I figured Dana would have problems with and just be like, ah, oh, let's try to get him out of here. Let's try to get somebody else holding the belt. This guy puts people to sleep. This man has, like, you want to talk about hammers on the work site. This guy got hammers in his hands, right? Hammers built into his fists. And the man was just like, nah, this Cyril Gane guy looks interesting. Let's see if we could get him an interim belt, set that fight up with you, or get Derek Lewis an interim belt so it could be a belt for belt type fight. I don't want that. I don't want that. Keep that. Hunter, despite this card not being super loaded, I low key want to buy the fight. The thing is, like, you say it's not loaded, but I go back through and I look at the names and I forgot. Get, I, yeah, I not like super it. loaded. But. No, but I like. There's a lot of guys on the card that I like. Nico Price, um, even the yeah, what's but that's it? That's not main card stuff. That shit's free. The Jennifer Maya Jessica I fight. Um, I know that's also free. Um, Sean O'Malley, of course. Um, I want to see Tuivasa kind of get Greg Hardy out of there. I'm tired of him fighting. Um, the Stephen Thompson Gilbert Burns fight. Connor, the Connor. It's, it's hard not to buy a Connor fight, you know? So, I am interested yeah. to see how it all turns out. I'm going to be at work, so I will not be buying it. But I, I understand the, the draw, too, of course. Yeah. I don't know. I'm still on the fence. It's 60 bucks. <laughs> not that I would ever condone streaming illegally. Oh, yeah, definitely not. We don't do that, man. <laughs> 
Never. Yeah, I've bought in every single fight I've ever watched. It's yeah. so weird. Oh, yeah, obviously. You got to invest in, in the product, you know? Even though, you know, yeah, I, yeah, no I, doubt, no I doubt. spend the the money every month you figured they'd hit me with that like that the zone situation and just give me the fights if i'm paying every month but you know that's that's neither here nor there you know it's what is 60 dollars that's not like you know fifth of my paycheck or anything but <laughs> it's it's not it's not that much <laughs> right fifth of my pay it's like quarter of my paycheck <laughs> Oh, man. But it's been a good one, guys. Episode 18. We're making a little bit of Ish, maybe. Tr- traction. Thanks again for the this continued support. We're going to keep pumping these out. And um, any closing words, Otto? Uh, bucks and seven. Hey, let's get it. Tell you sons and four or sons and six people. Your sons, Actually, sons and four or sons and five. Y'all can go. Suck it. Jump in a lake. I like mine better. Yeah, you're a little bit more aggressive. I don't know, man. Just stop making fun of me. That's all. Leave me alone. Imagine being imagine being a Clipper fan, though. I mean, you don't know what it's like. At least people could be like, "Oh man, Kawhi was hurt." Like you're gonna get that sympathy nah, card nah, nah. for nah, a nah, nah. minute. We 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 had we had pandemic P. We have three one leads blown. Nah, I don't want to hear it. Brad. I want to hear about your complaining. I just I just never had this much y'all. attention before, as a as a fan of the Bucks. I've never had this many people have negative things to say to me. How do you deal with it? <laughs> a lot of alcohol, man. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> okay, and on that note, we'll catch, we'll catch y'all later. Y'all have a good night. All right, y'all boys. And you know, my bad. Don't mean I don't mean to keep saying that. I was about to but say. All right, y'all boys. Man. I know because there's like female listeners and stuff. Exactly, so you being you being real mean right now. We get support from both genders. All right, all right, y'all. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, boys, learn it. Okay, good night. <laughs>